We are set. We're ready to go. Let's begin. What's up, everybody? Welcome to this week's episode of Betty and the Booth Podcast. On this week's episode, we've got MLB News. We've got Bill Belichick potentially finding his new coach spot. We've got Super Wildcard Weekend Recap with how I did so far with the bracket and divisional round predictions, whether based on bracket results, my bracket or not, and more. Let's get right into it. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to episode 110 of Betty and the Booth Podcast. Thank you so much for the support to this point. I very much appreciate it. If you were not here last episode, I was not able to do the episode this week on Tuesday because I was in Atlanta between Tuesday and earlier today. I came back this afternoon. A uh, very good, fun trip. Finally got to go check out Truist Park, which that's a beautiful stadium in its own. And by the way, shout out to my grandparents who uh, took me on this trip. Really great to be able to spend some time with them. Uh because I'm not always with them, being that they do live, they don't live <coughs> in New York with me, but they live not too far away. Um, but the Truist Park, I have to say, and this was the final stadium I hadn't been to in the NL East ballparks, and I think I made the right decision with unintentionally making it be the last ballpark I hadn't been to in the NL East, because boy, it was a, a very great, nice stadium. And like, the greatest thing is, it's not even in downtown Atlanta. It's literally a town of its own. Like, there's some sort of top golf thing around it. There's a movie theater, I think, a music theater, like a whole bunch all around the stadium. That's like a literal mini town in like an area called the Battery. <coughs> Sorry about that. Um, but that stadium is beautiful, and that was a great way to close out the NL East ballparks. I definitely plan to go back for a game. I mean, either way, I would, but. After having seen it, it definitely makes me want to go back for a game even more so. Um, and then I went to Coca-Cola, World Coca-Cola Tour, which I don't drink soda, but I felt it would be interesting. It was, eh, I was, it wasn't crazy. Uh, I mean, I guess, like, if you wondering, like, would I recommend it? Kind of, kind of not. It's not, like, jump out the page. At least for me, my grandparents wasn't crazy, but it was interesting. It was worth it in a way. Um, <clears throat> and then I went to Hawks Magic last night, which for the first time in my life, I got to see a game end on a buzzer beater in person. Of course, I've seen on TV, uh, one of the most infamous I've seen on TV, uh, was Derrick Rose against Cavaliers in 2015, uh, playoffs. Pretty sure I saw it on TV or either way, like I saw it not in person or at the game, I should say. And, uh, basically tied at 104, DeJounte Murray guard for, uh, Hawks hit the game-winning buzzer beater two-pointer. I uh, give the Hawks a 106-104 win. And it was a crazy game. The most crazy stat of it all, and to put it simply before I even explain, go into the stat, this was the sloppiest game I had seen ever in my life for an NBA game in the turnover department. There were 36 turnovers between the two teams. Now, yes, I get turnovers are very much more of a thing than they used to be in the NBA. But 36 in one game? It really is a big number. Most of it was Atlanta 23-13, but, like, 36 in one game. Like, me and my grandparents were just saying, they were saying, like, this is, like, a really sloppy game. Uh, I mean, it ended up, ended up very, it was a very good game in general because it ended on buzzer beater, but it was just, like, 
what is going on with all this sloppiness. Uh, but the stain's honestly pretty nice. Uh, it, well, it's nice and solid in general. Uh, and yeah, so that's why the episode wasn't uh, two days ago, and that's tonight instead. So let's... <coughs> sorry. Let's get into it. We'll start with NFL because we have breaking news. Plus, I have to potentially re-update something in my notes. Um, but Bill Belichick, I don't think it's like official, official. But today, it came out that Bill Belichick is... Let me see. Is expected to be named the next head coach of the Atlanta Falcons who had gotten rid of uh, Arthur Smith. Uh, it's kind of crazy because of tw- he's, of course, was a part of 28-3, but, um, and now he's, like, being the coach of the Atlanta Fa- next coach for the Falcons. But uh, I think this could be an interesting hire for Atlanta, and I guess we'll see what happens with him there. Um, but, uh, yeah. Otherwise, there aren't much other coaching updates. Another one is uh, actually the Browns fired their offensive coordinator, uh, their running back coach, and their tight end coach all uh, <clears throat> yesterday, which was just like crazy. It all came out once. It's like, okay, whoa. Um, they haven't officially ha- had, uh, found replacements, but they are looking at the moment. That was just like crazy out of nowhere. But also at the same time, it's like understandable because at the end of the day, once Nick Chubb went down, the running back game went downhill and never bounced back. Uh, offense was dicey this year, Don Watson or not. And then really, Najoku is really the most reliable tight end. The rest are eh. So uh, kind of understandable, but just crazy it all happened at once. And we'll see how they replace them. So Super Wild Card Weekend. Re, uh, recap. Sorry. I'm... Okay. Anyways. Um, Browns at Texans. I... Uh, this was a rough game to watch, and I didn't even watch the whole thing because uh, after Sa- Chavez was over, it was basically halftime. Uh, Texans were already up 24-14, which is like... Okay, still some life. And then Joe Flacco threw an 82-yard pick six to Steven Nelson and a 36-yard pick six back-to-back to Christian Harris. And at that point, I was like, yep, this game's over. Turned off the TV. Uh, but honestly, still happy with the Brown season. The fact they even made the playoffs with how much struggle they had gone through this year is still something to me. Uh, very happy this season. I don't consider it a disappointment, which apparently there are some people that are considering a disappointment. Or at least, I don't know. But I am happy with that played out, even though we lost in the playoffs. And uh, we'll see what happens next year, whether Watson's going to be back or not. Uh, <clears throat> I guess even in general, what's going to be the story of QB? Will Flacco be back? I don't know, but we'll see what happens. Uh, with Dolphins and Chiefs, the Chiefs whooped 26-7. to Tyree Kellen has returned to Kansas City. had a 53-yard touchdown from Tua as their only points of the game. Otherwise, did not do Dilly squat against Kansas City. Isaiah Pacheco, three-yard touchdown run on direct snap, sealed the win for Kansas City, which I'm pretty sure actually put them up 26-7 to 7, uh, of course, with the extra point. <coughs> but that wasn't even the craziest of the weekend. And by the way, the Browns didn't even perform the worst 
of Weekend. Like, I felt they were bad, and then I see a lot of the other performances, and it made me feel better about how bad the Browns were. Because Dallas, new quarterback for the Packers, at home, in the playoffs, feels like a whole different team, feels like going to be a different result, and still yet the Packers win 48-32. The score does not tell you the story. 42-38, sorry. Uh, the store, <coughs> not store. The score does not tell you the story of this game because this was truly an absolute all Packers. The Cowboys really came back, made it a bit of a game with garbage time touchdowns, but it didn't really matter. Uh, Jordan Love and Aaron Jones had three touchdowns each, leading the Packers over the Cowboys. Packers is the fourth youngest team to make the playoffs ever, since like 1970s. Uh, and the 27-point deficit for Dallas at one point is the largest postseason deficit at home for them since 1969, or in general in the NFL, I don't know. Uh, since 1969 uh, versus the Cleveland Browns, now by 31 points. Aaron Jones now has seven career rushing touchdowns, including, which is including all three from the game, uh, which is most in Packers history. And Packers is the first seventh seed to advance since they added the seventh seed, which I believe the first year was 2021 postseason when the Browns made it, they were not seventh seed that year. They haven't been a seventh seed really at all with it uh, being added. Rams and Lions, this was a back and forth game. Of course, a lot of controversy around it. Uh, but thanks to that controversy and uh, that were on Detroit, the Lions were able to win their first playoff game since 1991 over the Rams, 24-23. And now the Dolphins have the longest playoff losing streak going back to 2002. And honestly, I was saying this, whether a lot of people over here or not, I'm not sure. I honestly felt if there's any team from this weekend that deserved to get no calls for them, it's the Lions. Because they haven't. this was their first playoff win in a very long time, and they got to do it at home. Against their old quarterback, they if any team deserved it, they were the team that deserved it. And congrats to the Lions. And I knew I know a Lions fan, and I sent congratulations once the game went file. I'm very happy for Lions fans. And aside from that, my dad also has Lions tickets. But in general, I'm happy that they were able to win the playoff game finally. Uh, <coughs> Bills and Steelers, if you didn't know, this got moved to Monday at 4.30 on CBS because of weather in Buffalo that was crazy and whack. A lot of people are calling them soft because of it, that they couldn't play through the snow, but it was crazy. And then J.J. Watt made a fair point. But at the same time, this the amount of chaos there was on the field, from which they postponed it on Saturday for context, it was like there's no way you're playing on Sunday. And even on Monday, they still dealt with snow in the stands. Um, and there were snowballs all over the stadium at certain, a whole bunch of points in the game. Um well, you know, I was like, but isn't the stadium meant to be played for weather through the weather? It's like, yeah, but this is chaos beyond regular chaos. So, I don't know. But either way, uh, Khalil Shakir, 17-yard touchdown, seals the win for the Bills. Dawson Knox, 9-yard touchdown. And Dalton Kate, 29-yard touchdown. Are the first tight ends to have two, t- a touchdown each in a playoff game. Slash, uh, ever in NFL history. And then capped off. The Buccaneers embarrassed the Eagles 32-9. Baker Mayfield is first Buccaneers QB in playoff Buccaneers playoff history with 300 passing yards and three touchdowns in a game. This was all Tampa all game long. Philly uh, tried, uh, got a touchdown, or one touchdown in the night. <coughs> tried to get an extra point, got it, but offsides. They tried the touch push for the two-point version and failed, and that's basically once everything just hit downhill for the Eagles. They even had a safety on them at one point in the game. It was just an honor to blow out by Tampa Bay as they went 32-9. to 
My predictions record went 3-3 three and three with Dallas being the most hurtful because I had them in the NFC Championship game in my bracket. Overall this year, I'm 175 and 103. Um, <clears throat> divisional round predictions, which some are based on my bracket with some being kind of accurate, some not. But either way, <coughs> my general predictions for divisional round this week, Texans at Baltimore Ravens. This will be Saturday at 4.30 on ESPN, ABC, and ESPN+. Plus. I am going with the Texans, and here's why. One, the two Baltimore Ravens Super Bowl runs were not as one seeds. They were the four seed both times, which, yes, that includes the year where they were the number one defense in the league. Two, the one time the Ravens were a one seed and they got a first round bye, they lost in their first playoff game in the divisional round to the Tennessee Titans in 2019. And I feel that if there's any AFC team with how hot they are right now that could pull off the upset, I think it's Houston. So I've got Bills winning. Uh, not you, Bills. Texans winning the game over the Ravens. And then the secondary game is 49ers at Packers. Or 49ers hosting the Packers. 8-15 on Fox. I don't think Green Bay is going to have much of a shot in this game. Could be they can make competitive, but I don't think they're going to win. I have San Fran winning that game. And then Sunday, first game. Buccaneers at the Lions, 3 p.m. on NBC. I have the Lions winning that game. So that could be an interesting game, maybe. And then the second game is the Bills hosting the Chiefs, 6-3 on CBS. First time that these two in the playoffs where it's Bills being the home team. I have the Bills taking advantage of being at home and winning the game. Those are my predictions. We'll see how it goes. We'll see how my bracket ends up going. Uh, let's see. I, mean, I might try to get, like, uh Let's see if I can pull out a updated version of the bracket for you guys. Uh, so you can see how my bracket's doing for podcast. I happen to have done like an additional bracket, but for the podcast sake, I'm only focusing on the one I said on the podcast. Um, yeah, I have it pulled out. Um, I'll share a screen for YouTube. So, this is my bracket that I said on the podcast. I had gotten Texans right, but not cheap Bill, the Chiefs game. I had gotten Bills right. Obviously, a bit different matchups than I had predicted originally. Instead of Buffalo-Houston, it's Buffalo-Kansas City. Instead of Baltimore-Miami, it is Baltimore-Houston. Uh, and then on the MC side, instead of it being San Fran-Philly, it's San Fran-Green Bay. Instead of being Dallas and Detroit, it's Detroit and Tampa Bay. Uh, either way, my NFC and AFC championship game, conference championship games in this bracket could still apply uh, as Baltimore and Buffalo could still make it and San Fran and Dallas could still make it. But honestly, my Baltimore prediction was with Miami being in it, and I think it's going to be different with Buffalo. Now, maybe in hindsight, if I thought about more about it, I might have changed my pick to Miami, but I don't know. But we will see what happens. Also, the biggest difference for the Baltimore-Houston game is when they met in week one, it was C.J. Stroud's first game, and he didn't have, like, a lot of experience on his back, first time playing <clears throat> in a game. Whereas now, he's got a lot of experience on him, and now he's ex had his experience a whole bunch of games up and down. He even went through injury this year, and I think it will help him with this time. So, a few short MLB news that we have from this week. Shota Imanaga, the last moment, ended up signing. He signed with the Cubs, four years, $53 million, where after two years, the team has the option to extend his contract to five years, $80 million, or he could be a free agent. <coughs> it 
This is a huge pickup for the Cubs, and finally, Cubs actually making a move in this offseason. And they made a trade with the Dodgers, getting Michael Bush, the Dodgers' number two prospect, and <coughs> Mobius, number 44 ranked prospect, and Yancy Almonte, who's a right handed ro- relief pitcher who was very good in 2021, not so much in 2022, or 2022 was pretty good, not so much in 2023, to the Cubs for. Jackson Fares, who is the Cubs' number eight prospect, and Zaire, who is a left-handed pitcher, and outfielder Zaire Hope. I do not know much about the prospects. Michael Bush was pretty good in his stint with MLB, uh, but he didn't <coughs> have a big stint with MLB for the Dodgers last year. NT Almonte has been a big mixed bag. We'll see how this plays out. Marcus Stroman has signed. He has signed with the Yankees. That is not my problem. My problem is the years on the contract. Not even the money. The money is, like, you could say is high. I didn't have any problem with the money. The contract is two years, three times no. I have no problem with the money. Fine by me. My problem is, is that it's a two-year deal. Because in my mind, for Marcus Stroman, I and whether it's Yankees or someone else that could have signed him, they should have given him a one-year prove-yourself deal. Because he was trash in the second half for the Cubs last year. And you know, I'm even tempted to pull it up to show you. I'm tempted to find a way to pull it up and show you guys. Because there's for sure a way I could find this on the internet. There's no way I can't. <coughs> Let's see. There a way not on baseball reference. Um hmm. there has to be a way I can Log up first half to second half stats for Strowman from last year. Ah. I think I found it potentially. No, that doesn't really help. This maybe help. Let's show second half. Well, show his second half stats. Uh, but was very good in the first half. Made the all-star game for the Cubs. And then in the second half of the year, and I can pull up at least second half, uh, this was his stats, and I'll read off for uh, audio listeners. 24 innings pitched, 
8.63 RA. He did get hurt technically, but really he was just not good. Um, that's not really pitching stats. The first half, yeah, but even this is not. Well, it shows the ERA. First half ERA, 2.96. And then second half, up to 8 over 8. It was just really bad in the second half. And I just think you should have gotten a one-year prove-it-yourself deal instead of a two-year deal. Uh, but I guess we'll see if it works out for the Yankees. Maybe it does, and I end up biting my tongue instead. Uh, but we will see what happens uh, with the contract, uh, whether it works out for the Yankees or not. Either way, outside of the Marcus Stroman news, Jordan Hicks has signed with the San Francisco Giants four years, $4 million, and apparently maybe to turn him into a starter, uh, but not 100% sure if that's going to happen or not. We'll see what happens. And then, Yairo Rodriguez has signed a contract. He is coming out of NPB and also pitched for Cuba. And the WBC, he has signed with Toronto Blue Jays four years for $32 million. And that is the MLB news for this week's episode of the podcast. And that is completely this week's episode of the podcast. Let's wrap things up. Thank you so much for everyone for watching this episode of Any Luke Podcast. On next week's episode, we will have Divisional Round Recap. We will have Conference Championship Game Predictions. We will have MLB News that can pop up between now and then. And whatever else happens between now and then. Thank you so much for watching and listening. If you are new on YouTube, leave a like, hit the subscribe button, leave a notification bell to notify when I go live and post the video. If you are new on audio, follow the podcast, leave a review, hit the notification bell to notify when I post on there. Thank you so much for watching and listening. I'm not sure what the... Schedule be for episodes starting next week, as I am starting a new semester next week. Uh, but we will see what happens. I still hope to do on Tuesdays. Just have to figure out a schedule with my new class schedule and stuff. But we'll see what happens. Thank you so much for watching and listening. I will see you next week's episode, episode 111. Bye.